stack of cricket going on at the moment. You know, summer has well and truly arrived, and the Aussies look to be peaking quite nicely in the Cricket World Cup after overcoming the Black Caps in a thriller on Saturday night, a semi-final berth looking more than likely. And the WBBL, well, they're going to beat the Heat, don't they? And well done to the Sixers for getting their first win of the season. A man who was across it all is our good mate, Lockie McCurdy from Code Sports. He's on the line right now. Hello, Lockie. Good afternoon, Julian. Good to be with you. Good to have you. Look, Australia, New Zealand, did you stay up for this? I did. I did. I, I watched the majority of the game. And boy, when you're thinking a first inning score of 380, you go, oh, that's, they're not going to go close. But for it to go down to the very last ball, that was one of the, the all-time one-day matches, I think. Oh, it was thrilling, wasn't it? And they got off to an absolute fly. And it was so good to see Travis Head return to form. I mean, that broken hand. I mean, you think about what contribution he could have made if we did have him for that entire time, certainly for the opening couple of matches. But there's a similar pattern that we saw it against the Netherlands too, didn't we? Strong starts and just, you know, dropping away a little bit in the middle there. I thought it was a good performance by Australia, but far from perfect. They relied a bit too much again on probably the lower order, some runs from Maxwell and even from Pat Cummins, who I know Travis Head got the 100, but across the board, Cummins was close to the best player on the park. I think so. And the point you make is that Essentially, there's still lots of room for improvement for the Selby side, which is a good way to kind of approach a tournament like this. You don't want to be hitting your best traps in the middle of the group stage. You want to be hitting it for the knockout stages and beyond. So I think you're right. Travis Head is making up for lost time. He's gone, I missed the first handful of matches. I want to make sure I'm scoring as many runs as I can. And it's incredible to think that this is his first ever World Cup, his first ever World Cup appearance, and he goes and blasts a century off 59 balls. It was fantastic. But, yeah, I think looking at that that middle order is going to be key uh, and trying to figure out whether they stick with Smith, Smith and Labashain in there because they both play a very similar style. And whether once Stoinis is 100% fit, it, it feels like it'll make sense for probably Labashain to drop out of that side. Yeah, I think you might be right. Gives him that other bowling option. Look, Stark wasn't at his absolute best. And then what about the five wides? I thought, no, this is not going to go our way there in the final over. Very rare for Starkey to go without a wicket. But uh, luckily, the other quick stepped up. Hazelwood bowled well, Cummins bowled well. Uh, what about England? Are you, are you rejoicing in their lack of form at the moment, Lachlan? Be honest. Oh, I, I could never do that. Not with England. So what do you mean? Well, it's awful seeing them doing it. They're revolutionary. I keep I keep bringing this up, Joss Butler. We don't we don't care for the term defending champions because we play attacking cricket. They got rolled in thirty five overs, and it's quite laughable this whole idea that you've got to change up the whole system. Well, hang on a minute. I mean, David Warner never plays list day cricket. Virat Kohli never plays list day cricket. Their batting seems to be going okay. And it was uh, Moeen Ali before the the most recent game saying, oh, we want to make sure that things haven't gone our way, but we want to be entertaining for the rest of the tournament. Mm. It, it's certainly entertaining, that's for sure. So <laughs> I just think it's for everyone who yeah. isn't English-affiliated. But it, it's just interesting that really you look at that batting lineup, it, it's as close to full strength as yeah. it's going to get, and they're just not performing at the level required at, at a World Cup. I, I think you can... Look at the bowling lineup and go, look, they're missing a few key players. There's no Joffre Archer. There's a few guys going through injury who otherwise would be there. But it's the batting that has just been shocking. There's been some real lapses of concentration at the crease that they're just getting frustrated and giving their wickets away. And it's really concerning. And I, I do feel bad for Matthew Mott, the Aussie coach, who's obviously in charge mm. there, that he, he did a great job to get them to that T20 World Cup title last year, but it just feels like he's taking charge of a team who 
uh, are just quite not up to scratch at the moment. And obviously questions will be asked of him, but I think, and the the response at the moment seems to be that people are more asking questions about the players and some of their performances. Well, they're also in danger of missing out on that Champions Trophy, which I, mm. I don't think they're aware of at the time, given their position on the ladder. And I think maybe they're just missing, you know, the, the tactical nous of, of their former captain, Owen Morgan. WBBL, uh, the Sixers slow start, finally got their first win. Yeah, getting on the road, I think, was a good thing for them. Having that 0-3 start definitely did not help. So, uh, yeah, getting on the road down to Melbourne, getting that first win, just getting the, the cogs rolling a little bit. It was, again, a, a close one. Probably went down to the wire a bit more than I thought it would. But it'll be interesting to see how they go without no Elisa Healy um, for the, the the rest of the tournament now. that They've got, obviously, young Kate Pelly, who has been really good behind the sticks. But I think it's just going to be whether they can get enough runs from the likes of Elise Perry and Ash Gardner, I think they're going to have to have a really big tournament for the Sixers to do well at the moment. And Perry looks in really good form. She's just, again, a few lapses in concentration. She's basically been dismissed the same way three matches in a row for a short one from an off spinner that she hasn't quite got enough on. So I think there's plenty of room for improvement for that Sixers side and they'll enjoy kind of being away from Sydney and just working as a team to, to turn those results around. Yeah, exactly. Well, their counterparts, Sydney Thunder, are playing very good cricket at the moment, but as we mentioned at the top is Brisbane Heat and Grace Harris in particular. You know, they are they are the team to beat. Uh, just on the Shields, you know, the woes continue for New South Wales, of course. A great finish there in that match between Queensland and Tasmania, but... You know, Usman Khawaja is getting older. David Warner's getting older. He's going to have his swan song for Australia this summer. At the moment, you'd have to think, next up is Cam Bancroft on sheer weight of numbers. Absolutely. I mean, if you're looking just on numbers, that it feels like the, the logical next step. When you've got Marcus Harris, who's usually the, the king of the, the pre-test summer Sheffield Shield, who, who's really struggled to find a run. Yeah. Um, and and Matty Renshaw, he, he's got the one century, but has sort of been a little bit hidden miss. I think he'll be in and around the conversation again. But yeah, Bancroft far and away, averaging 92 in the Shield season. I, I think the big question around Bancroft is just going to be whether he will be given another chance in that Aussie side. Obviously, he, he came back in sort of that 2019 Ashes, came back out again after a bit of a run of poor form. And we saw that interview where... He had over in the UK in county cricket where he, again, kind of suggested that the bowlers Mm. knew everything that happened in in Cape Town. And it's the sort of thing where you go, well, could he, is he going to do enough to kind of outweigh what he said with those words and fit in with the team chemistry there? Because I think that's a a big question mark that you've got someone who potentially is a bit fractious with the, uh, the rest of the playing group. So I hope he gets another shot because he's a talented batter um, but, yeah, I think there's going to be more question marks over just his current form if he used to get into that side. Yeah, team chemistry was – well, the team very much was fractured post-Cape Town, but they've they've gone a long way to healing a lot of those risks. But Bancroft, mm-hmm. so far, 122, 91, 57 and 100. Like you said, 370 runs at 92.5. Renshaw, 17, 55, 135, 757. So, so reasonably consistent, 271 runs at 54.2. And then poor old Marcus Harris, 0, 10 – 0, 11, 21 mm. at 5.2. We, we're going into King and McCurdy territory there with the willow, I have to say. <laughs> and then, oh, I'd, take those, I'd take those numbers any day of the week. Oh, what, to average 5.2 <laughs> at the top of the order playing Sheffield Shield cricket. Yeah, you and me both. Well, yeah. the way New South Wales are going, you might get a start for them sooner rather than later, <laughs> Lachlan. Mate, we'll let you go. Always good to chat. What's happening this week? 
Um, a few bits and pieces. We'll be looking at uh, some of the WBBL and kind of the progression of the competition a bit. And then uh, jumping on the, the Swans AFLW run here at the moment. They've been a joy to watch in, at Henson Park. And hopefully we'll be making their first finals appearance in a couple of weeks' time. Mm, get some good crowds too for the AFLW, which is good to see. Thank mm. you, mate. We'll speak soon. Anytime, Jules. There he is. Lachlan McCurdy from Coat Sports.